Whether you're learning the basics or you want to be a rock master, we have a class for you from high level overviews to specific features. Find the training class that fits your needs this year at community.rockrms.com slash classes. Welcome to this special edition of Rockcast. We are going to be talking about the state of open source and our thoughts on that. So we're happy you could join us. I'm Emily Foreman. We have John Edmiston and Nick Erdo, and uh, we're just excited to have this little topic of conversation, and let's kick it off. Yeah, so open source is pretty important to us and, uh, and hopefully to the Rock community because we are an open source project, and um, a lot of the value that know rock provides is because of its roots in open source and i think it's a really interesting time right now in the open source community because there's a lot of um uh, projects that have had some interesting stumbling blocks and some success but there's this it's renewed a lot of conversation around open source and we thought well you know let's talk about it from our perspective and, our, and give some of our thoughts about open source because i think it's easy to read some of these comments or look at what some of these projects you know have stumbled on and and try to link it back to all open source. And um, and sometimes, you know, that there's lessons to be learned there, but there's also a lot of differences because open source is not just one thing. Um, but the first thing I think that's interesting, if you think about open source, it's, it's really not an option. Um, before, it wasn't that long ago, it, it really was. Like, you had to decide, are mm. you going to do open source or closed source? That was a very um, big decision to make. And I remember when we made that decision um, to, to go open source, um, even back with the previous system before Rock, that was a heavy thing, and we, we had to really think hard about that. And it was really hard to do th do things when we said we wanted to do open source because it, it that all of a sudden put big limitations on you. Like you couldn't just go put, pull any component you want. And back then, you did pay for a lot of components. It was hard to do things open source, much easier now. In fact, it's so much easier now that it's really not a decision. Like every product that you own has open source in it. Your car, your refrigerator. I mean, every single product that you buy is is your, linked to open source. Your operating so, system. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it doesn't matter which <laughs> operating system. It, a lot of it is uh, open source. You know, a lot of people would think, well, I'm not running Linux, so you know, it's not. It's closed source. No, it's not. Like um, maybe the internal kernel isn't is closed source, but every other thing hanging off it is based off of open source. Um, e even your car, like everything in your car is a computer, and that is probably running some form of open source. The whole thing may not be open source, but it's relying on open source to, to, on it. to do its work. No, no one's going down and writing down to the bottom of the stack, mm -hmm. all up to the top of the stack on their own closed source. There may be a couple little areas, but probably a I SpaceX. don't know. Uh, control system, but even then, I bet they're pulling from open source. I mean, they have. Be. I mean, their TCP/IP stack, <laughs> probably writing that, not, not writing that themselves. Like, it would be kind of crazy. Um, so the first thing is like, it's not really a choice anymore. Um, the other thing is, it has directly changed our economy. Like, there's, there's just, it's the economy is completely changed because of open source, um, and and you can't go back. So it'd be kind of like saying, well, you know. I don't really like this internet thing. Let's go back to AOL. Because <laughs> you know, the open oh, the internet's kind of the open source of what AOL was. And 
it's like you can't go back to AOL not not only because no one wants it no one does because it doesn't work like it doesn't work the same and so you know to open source and not to open source is kind of a crazy question because it's already decided and done and, and there's no going back um and it's a, it's just amazing to see what open source has done um to our lives and to our economy um and and great things great things now everything does have a little bit of an edge like there's there are some issues that come up um recently there's an open source project where the founder got a little mad that no one was helping um, and contributing and people were making, you know, the economy as a whole was making millions and millions, hundreds of millions of dollars off his, you know, little library and no one wanted to pay back. And he, he got mad and, and said, well, heck with this, I'm pulling it. And he pulled it out of like repositories that would break tens of thousands of other programs, you know, so there, there's things like that, but, overall the the massive amount of benefits and and we'll learn from that and and we'll we'll find ways around that and already it, it was patched and fixed you know super quick um other things have happened where you know open sources they found you know security issues with the, with the open source and, and that kind of got out and you know made the news but i mean if you haven't realized that the news is <laughs> all <laughs> slanted in one way or another and they're, and they're just trying to find headlines and trying to make things sound exciting you're going to have that either way, closed source, open yes. source. Uh, you know, I say it's better to have it open. At least there's more eyes on it. Um, but of course that needs to be fixed. But I do think that, that you just can't label everything open source without understanding the differences about the, the foundations that it's built on and quickly just coming up with three different categories. I would say that there's first that there's open source. That's like a project. That's like a, uh, a foundational piece that's funded by a company or organization that has a monetized product. So for instance, you know, maybe if you look at 37 signals, this an organization has a product called Basecamp and they've created open source components to build their product with. Um, so like Ruby on rails is like an open source that, that they helped, um, or not helped, but created and, and then helped to fund. Um, the key with that is though, if you listen, they're very vocal about, you know, how open source should be done. And, and they have a lot of good and interesting ideas. Like I'm not knocking their ideas, but they also come from the ability to, to fund things. Right. So, mm. um, it's not that Basecamp is open source. It's not, it's, they would never do that, but this foundational piece that they write on top of, so they're giving away a little piece of what they do, uh, like a, like a, a, the foundational cornerstone of what they do, but not the actual thing. So a lot of times they'll talk about like how, you know, open source should be sponsored and that how money is a bad thing within open source. And it's like, well, that's all well and good, but you, you, you're making hundreds of millions of dollars. So that's, it's not an issue they experience. Yeah. It's helpful to say those things when you mm -hmm. have the money. Um, you know, I'm a big fan of theirs. I, I think they have a lot of good things that they say. You know, they have a lot of good books out there. But their books kind of suffer from the same thing, in my opinion, that, you know, it's easy to talk about all these ways to structure your business when you have a revenue fund, uh, um, stream that's, you know, ginormous. For some people who are trying to do things in a different way, in a more um, accessible way, in a way that's not trying to get as much money out of it as you can, um, which I'm not slamming them for that. That's fine. But when you're not trying to do that, you have to think a little different. Mm -hmm. 
So, so that would be the first category. People who are writing like these like foundational little components, but they have a revenue model of a product that's not it. The second one would be more like what we're in is like when the product is the open source, mm-hmm. you have much different, you know, things you have to think about because the value is in the thing that you're giving away. So the value for Basecamp is Basecamp. And there is some value to Ruby on Rails, but it's not the most valuable thing. So you, you're holding that piece back, right? Whereas we're saying, here it is, all on public GitHub. You could literally pull it down right now, compile it, and run it, and never talk to us. And, and that was intentional. That was not a mistake. It's not like, oh, we didn't think of that. <laughs> you know, That was a part that, that was a protection piece for churches. Like, hey, if yes. we go rogue, if you don't like what we do, <clears throat> you, the church, a religious nonprofit can take that and do what you want as long as it's non-commercial. So that was another level of, of protection for the church. But it's harder for, to revenue that. Like it's harder to, to, to get the money that you need to actually write it, you know, because that takes money to, to pay people to do this work. And to support it. Right. So, yeah. And so the, um, the, the philosophies of the guys at Basecamp don't apply. Like we literally wouldn't have even started it, right? Um, we would go write uh, maybe Lava. The, the analogy was we would write Lava, open source that, but, but then all of Rock, the rest of Rock would be closed source and you have to pay. Here's your, here's your bill, thank you. Um, but we'll open source this concept of Lava. That would be the exact analogy. And it's like, well, okay, that's, that's cool, but <laughs> Lava doesn't really help me, man. I need something that manages my whole church. And so the funding for that is more, much more difficult, right? Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. It's, uh, I'm glad you put that in what it would look like in rock terms. Cause I think people kind of forget about that comparison. Yeah. And it's not that we can't learn something from, from the other side. I mean, there's certainly a lot of things we can learn from. And like I said, 37 signals says a lot of smart things mm-hmm. that, that apply, but there's some things that they say that <coughs> don't apply. And so sometimes, you know, we'll read articles, including myself and we'll get caught up in the idea and like, Hey, we'll just, we should do it this way. It's like, Oh wait, no, our, our open source is the product mm-hmm. and that's harder. And so typically what organizations do like us, uh, when, when they give away the whole product is that they get into a SaaS model of hosting that product and they make the revenue off that. And so the value comes from the hosting and the, and the simplified hosting and they'd still let you run it yourself, but you don't want to because it's harder and actually sometimes more expensive because of economies of scale to do it yourself. Um, and so that's how they make the money. And, you know, we've chosen in the very beginning not to do that. Some of that was because a lot of the churches, especially in the beginning that were wanting to use it, wanted to host it themselves. And they, mm-hmm. they actually saw that as like, no, we want to hold that data ourselves. We want to host it ourselves. We have the server. We have the knowledge. Uh, and that's changing. And so, um, you know, we there are ways that you can do a SaaS model with Rock. Um, those, those are still not very popular. A lot of people still want to do it themselves. But I think that'll change over time. And, uh, but that'll never be a requirement mm-hmm. again, open and freedom is a core value to spark and yep. we're never going to force you to, to, to do it otherwise. Um, I also think it's great that, you know, a lot of people asked, you know, why didn't you just make it multi-tenant database? Well, first of all, multi-tenancy is, 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 is harder, especially if you want to have extensibility. So it's not so hard if you don't want people to change 
the the configuration and the structure and, and let them add and tack on things. Um, but if you want them to be very extensible, the multi-tenancy doesn't work super well. Um, uh, but also, the privacy of it is so much better when you can control. You know your data is all inside of one silo and, you, and no one else is touching it and getting access to it, including Spark, right? We don't have access to that data. Uh, we shouldn't have access to that data. That's your data. That's the person's data. More so the person now. Um, but I think, I think that's a good thing. Um, and so it's easy to think at the, at the surface level that maybe multi-tenancy would have been better, but uh, I still hold true that I, I love the fact that we're not. Mm -hmm. um, and also, too, if you, even if we did a hosted solution that was optional, so you, you want your data? Okay, here it is. Here's a container of your data. You can go like mm -hmm. move it into your container or someone else's container, mm -hmm. and you have control. Not, <coughs> we have no say, in, and nor should we. Okay, so we talked about having three different buckets. So we, we talked about, hey, I have a revenue model. I'm going to um, uh, give off a piece of what I do. We have the, no, my product is the open source. And I think the third one is uh, projects where there are more utilities again, but there really is no monetization. It's just a person's passion. It's a hobby. It's a side gig. They just love to build things, and they want to build and give. And um, those are some of the ones that are getting some attention right now um, because the, the people who write these things are getting very frustrated. And I truly, honestly, I understand that frustration. I understand the frustration <laughs> of wanting to build something and do something for you know good reasons, but then feeling sometimes like it's being taken advantage of or, or monetized in ways that you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, I don't mind if someone uses it to um, benefit a church, but I, I, my, the intention was never to give my life for you to, to build your kingdom. Right. Right. Um, and I know what those feelings are. And some of it's like, well, that's what you said. That's, I mean, for that, for that number mm -hmm. three camp, you know, if the license says you can do it commercially, well, that's what you said. You know, ours is like, no, you can't do it commercially. Um, so our license was, we, we kind of thought about that ahead of time. That's a little different. But but number three is like, well, that's what you said. Um, so in my mind, I, I have sympathy for them, but I don't think what they're, in some cases, what some of them do is, you know, take, take your toys and go home. You can stop doing it, but you can't, you don't have the right to break people. Um, because they're just doing what you said. Yeah, unless your license, you know, dictated that. Right, right. yeah. But I think a lot, a lot of people start like <laughs> us, too. Like, we're like, hey, well, give it away for free. Everything's free. And then, then you realize the realities of life. was like, well, yeah, but, you know, we got we to gotta feed. Right. We got to feed families to do Altruism this. doesn't feed families. And you still have the same values and the same goals. But when you provide value... It's just complicated. Yeah, and we, we had to protect... Early on, we, we had to change our license because we realized we had to protect the future of yes. the product. Well, like we didn't want it to go astray. So I think that was version four. Yeah, and at the time, you know, things were a little bit different too. And, and we wanted to protect the investment churches were giving that someone wouldn't walk in and think and say, well, thanks for this, and yeah. I'm going to go make, because they already maybe had a commercial business, right. and they, well, I'm going to go commercialize this, and thank you very much for all this work. Yeah. And that's really what it was, is the protection of the community's investment to make sure that someone else didn't go, you know, steal this thing that we as a community had built and go monetize it. Mm -hmm. And then fracture that community and cause a real mess at that point. I mean, yeah. There'd be many variants. It, it was another layer of protection. The open yeah. source route, one layer of protection the religious nonprofit 
licensing, like limiting to that, that sector was the other layer. Like if the protections in the middle, those are the two sandwich outside layers that keep that, um, geared toward churches protectively. Yeah. And you know, spark could go out and license it to secular world for lots of uses. We've never really had time to even think or consider that. And we did get asked once, I know of one case, but we haven't, yeah, there's no time. Yeah, just never oh fit goodness. either. Every time someone yeah. comes up with that, it's like, yeah, okay, <coughs> well, you know, we don't really have time to think about this too much. So, mm-hmm. you know, because we, we really, our passion is to help churches and that's what we want to do. But maybe someday that becomes a stream of revenue if you know, we have to get to that. Just line. sitting here, I'm having a hard time imagining when that time, when the, when the time <laughs> is available. <laughs> well, it's time and passion too. Like, yeah, yeah. You, you can, sometimes you can change your things and make different time, but it, we don't have passion for that. It, right. It, it doesn't then, excite us. And then it kind of breaks the connection we have with dependency on God. Like I remember the mm-hmm. day I wrote up on this board, like the number we needed to make this happen. And it happened. We didn't make it happen. We didn't change the, you know, we didn't, it just happened. So if we introduce a, of an avenue for God to not be the provider, I think that would not be good, potentially. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, well, no, he's <laughs> the one in control. Like, Yeah, definitely. And throughout, I know at least my life, I can see points where I've been like, well, this is going to have to be a God thing to go from A to where we need to be at B. And every time you know that, and then it happens, there's just such a faith strengthening and you can look back on those moments in your life and that's where you see your tapestry weave together. So, but you know, a lot of these people are stuck in the situation where they just feel taken advantage of. And mm-hmm. honestly, they are, they are being taken advantage of. They put themselves in this situation to be taken advantage of, but that doesn't des- say that they deserve to be taken advantage of. And that's something, you know, that maybe trans- transfer into the second topic is like, I, I think, these people should be supported. And, um, you know, Spark has taken, you know, a change. Like, you know, we're still scrappy and we're still like, you know, we definitely don't have the revenue and the, and the, and the um, income that many people in our space do. But we don't think that it's kind of like, you know, if you have a friend who says, well, I'll be generous to the church as soon as I'm rich. Right. You know, well, that's never going to happen. And you know, we all know that's not how God's economy works like within the church. Like, you should be. The widow's might. And so we want to show that generosity. And so we've started um, sponsoring some of the packages that make um, uh, rock rock. So, for instance, there's a package, um, if you've followed the podcast, where we talked about how we have a new lava engine. And so that one of these engines is called Fluid, and it's an open source engine. And someone, um, the maintainer of that engine, is very, very smart, very, very good, and puts a lot of time and effort into this thing. And so we've decided, well, we want to sponsor. Now, we're not sponsoring with, like, lavish gifts, right? It, it doesn't take much. But it's a pretty well-used library. It's definitely, we're not the only ones. Like, there's a lot of big companies using it. And um, I think we're the second sponsor. In fact, I know we're the second sponsor. Wow. And um, we gave our little sponsorship. You know, it's a recurring monthly gift of, I don't know, I think it's like 20 bucks. It's not, by no means a giant gift, right? Um, but that signaled him to get interested. Like he, he actually kind of came to our, you know, repository and checked us out. Who is this person sponsoring us? And he sent us a a little message through an issue. He didn't really have our contact information. So he, he opened an issue, which was pretty cool. He he looked at how we were using his library and he was like, wow, that's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. So it really kind of made his day, you know, which you would hope that 
a sponsorship of that small amount wouldn't have, you know. And that made right. our day. Yeah. yeah. Making his day made our day. So <laughs> we, and we went around to a couple of the libraries that are doing that and, you know, just doing what we should be doing, right? Just, we're not being good. We're just being normal. Like Fair. We should, yeah, right? Average. We, we're trying. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like we're being really good goody two-shoes. We're just being average. God's kingdom should work here. Right. And so our th- thought is, well, gosh, let's, shouldn't the church be known for generosity? And what if all churches would just in their own name go out there and just sponsor these people, even at $5 a month? Yeah. You, can you imagine going to all the open source repos, repositories on, um, on GitHub wow. and seeing the sponsor <coughs> logos and realize that they're all churches? That'd be so That'd awesome. Be crazy awesome. And how much money would it really net be? It would be, um, it would be trivial, like literally like, stop expen- expensing one thing on your on your budget line item and you could literally pay for that uh, whole thing and um you know part of me thinks well maybe my original thought was well, maybe we could have a special fund at spark that people could donate to and then spark could go pass the money on but i actually think it's better if, if everybody does it themselves because all those logos are going to show up and and it's going to be making a huge statement i mean if we did even a decent job of this people would be writing about it in all the tech magazines like if every open source repo had like six church logos next to it, it would make news. Mm-hmm. And in some way, we're all benefiting from this in great ways. Uh, even if you're not even using Rock, you're benefiting from open source, um, period. Like if you're running WordPress, whatever your site's running on, it's running on, it's running on open source. And so I'd just like to challenge us to say, let's go find some of those repos and let's help those who need help finding those repos so, you know, speak into the community. Um, we, we at Spark will be publishing a page here soon where we're going to link out to the repos that, you know, we use. Now, not all the repos allow sponsorship. So, you know, fair enough. Those are typically backed by a big company that has mm-hmm. the money. And so that they don't really even want to get the sponsorship because then it gives people the entitlement to say, you know, how it should be done. And they're like, hey, we got enough money. We don't need that. We'll, we'll handle that. Okay, fair. But there's a lot of small, you know, literally moms and dads who do this at home at night who I think we can make a huge impact for. And uh, so we'll publish a list that you can go out there. It's a little bit of work. You got to go out to GitHub. You got to create an account for your church, put a little logo on it, and then you have to, you know, set up your credit card payment. But it's really, it'll take you like 15, 20 minutes. And then the, you know, the benefits will, you know, it's, first of all, we owe it to them. Like we're only doing what's right. Mm -hmm. But second of all, like we can make a statement to the world that says like the church should be known for being the cutting edge technology because you know what? It used to, you know, back in the day, the church is what really was pushing the arts and the technology. Let's take it back. And it's cheap. (coughs) Like it's cheap to take it back. And as we should be doing it, even without being the church, just because we're good people. But the church, let's just take a stand and look. And we don't have to go do all of them, but if we all do a little, um, and, and let's encourage our other peers who maybe don't use rock to say, Hey, you know what? We have this idea in the rock community that we should be churches should be generous towards open source. Like I noticed you're running, you know, this technology here, here's some libraries you could go support. Um, cause it's not just a rock thing. It's not a rock community. We have to do this as the church mm-hmm. if we're going to make an impact mm-hmm. in the world. And I really don't think it would take that much effort or money to make that impact and it's just the right thing to do. That is very hard to argue with, John. 
Well, hopefully it'll be something. And, and it'll only be something if, if all of us hearing this take a step to a, right. a do it and then B help others understand that they also should do it. Right. So it shouldn't be a spark thing or a rock thing. It, ha- it has to be like a, a, a church technology thing. Mm-hmm. And it has to have action. It can't just have agreement. Right. Well, I think that is definitely something we should all consider as that's impacted our lives and where somebody provides value, if we can provide recognition, um, that's just an incredibly fair thing to do. But if that's coming overwhelmingly from churches, what does that say about churches? Better than what you're going to find in the average news. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's going to hopefully show them who we are and, right. and who we really are because we are generous and we right. are good and we do care for people and we do care about technology. And it's just showing them who we actually are. Mm-hmm. So pray about it and ask <coughs> God to stir your heart into action and take that next step. Yeah, and hopefully, I, I don't think taking it to your leadership is going to be a problem for that amount. And honestly, if it was, I would be, if it was me, I'd be like, okay, well, can I do it in your name and, and use my credit card? Like yeah. in me, It's not that much money. Yep, and you may already have a little spot for it in your budget because it just isn't that big. Right. Well, thanks so much for sharing some thoughts on that, John. I think that's given everyone a lot to kind of mull over and determine where they can make that commitment and and take those actions that really will help elevate the name of the Big C Church as standing for gratitude and generosity, which is why we're all doing what we're doing. So thanks for sharing those thoughts. And thanks to you for joining us today in our listening audience. We appreciate your support. We appreciate your, um, you know, subscription to our our podcast and uh, appreciate you as a community. So until next time, we will talk to you later. This episode of Rockcast is brought to you by Rock sponsor, Ministry Dynamics, a Wi-Fi presence and equipment provider. Connect with Ministry Dynamics today at rockrms.com slash sponsors.